Hello, my friends, again, and thank you for joining us today on The Daily Dig, where each day we dig into God's Word, searching for truth that will encourage us to deepen our faith. We are living in trying times, and we must strive each day to draw our strength from God's Word. Come along with Jacob Smith as we dig into God's Word together. And welcome to another episode of The Daily Dig. I'm so glad that you've joined us. We are excited to launch into a new portion of Luke. This is a bit of a transition from what we had been doing. We saw two different announcements, two different births. The announcements of John coming, the birth of Jesus coming. Then we saw the 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 birth of John, and we saw the birth of Jesus. Then we were able to witness Jesus as a child. They traveled up to Jerusalem. They were going to Passover. And as they were going to Passover, one of the most incredible things took place. He was in the temple, stayed behind as his parents were traveling back, and people were amazed. They listened to how this young man asked questions. They listened to how he he was able to word these questions. They observed how he was able to listen to the answers. There was a tremendous amount of wisdom, if you will. One of the other things that is quite amazing is, is that after he talks to his parents, they find him, they were worried about him. He tells them that he was about his father's business. He was being uh, busy doing what God would have him to do. Now we see at the very end, Mary observes these things. He was obedient to his parents. And then this is what's said in Luke chapter 2, verse 52. He was growing in wisdom or increasing in wisdom and growing in favor with God and man. Now we transition to Luke chapter number three. He gives us some historical data. Now this is Luke's standard practice as he is very detailed. He gives us some standard information to place us so that we can prepare for what is about to come and we can understand when this happened and where it happened. Luke chapter number three, verse one, it says, now in the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar. Now we have the political leaders, Pontius Pilate being governor of Judea and Herod being the Tetrarch of Galilee and his brother Philip, Tetrarch of Iteria and of the region of Trachonitis and Lysanias, the Tetrarch of Abilene. Annas and Caiaphas being the high priest, the word of God came unto John, the son of Zacharias in the wilderness. So you find in Luke chapter number three, really a placement of what's going on here. We find Tiberius Caesar, he is the leader. He was the stepson of Caesar Augustus. And Tiberius was a harsh leader. He, he, he was very aware of all the people who would try to overtake him or rival him. Then Philip, the, we see Herod the Tetrarch and Philip the Tetrarch. Herod was the one who eventually we'll find out is the one who imprisoned John the Baptist. Philip was on the east side of the Jordan, and he was, you know, a leader of that that region. And then we find Lysanias, the region, uh, the leader of that region. We also find Annas and Caiaphas. They are not political leaders, but rather they are religious leaders. Annas was viewed by some as the, the leader over top of the, the Sanhedrin, a religious ruling body, and Caiaphas was the official high priest. 
He was not necessarily a great leader. He was steeped in in tradition, as as was Annas. But not only that, he was overcome with corruption. So you can see the 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 season of life that these folks are in. This was not a a easy time period. The nation of Israel has been overcome with tradition and if we want to call it religion, they are are doing and they are trying to accomplish it on their own. And in this very season, we find the message in Luke chapter 3, verse 2, that the word of God came unto John. Where did it come to him at? Well, John came uh, into the wilderness back in Luke chapter number one, and here we find him again in Luke chapter number three in the wilderness, and this is where the word of God came to him. Just a bit of practical application here. Isn't it interesting that where God placed him, eventually God called him, and God spoke to him in a new area. We see in Luke chapter number three, verse three, it says, and he came into all the country about Jordan, preaching the baptism of repentance for the remission of sin. This ministry that that he came to, this was the time in which that John would begin preaching, John would begin ministering, nearly 30 years later. Now you'll find that as, as it was Luke's practice, he paired up the announcements, he paired up the births, and now we're going to see a pairing up or an aligning up of the ministry of John and Jesus. And here he is in the all about the country. He is going all over Jordan preaching the baptism of repentance for the remission of sin. This message. This message was to encourage people to turn to God. This wasn't a, a preaching to be baptized so that they could be forgiven, but rather that they were, he was preaching the message of baptism because they had repented because they had been forgiven. And this this practice was not something that was abnormal. It's really interesting how he's he's going about preaching this idea of baptism. Baptism would have been very familiar to the Jews because they were the ones that baptized the Gentile proselytes. And this would have been a a a process of purification that they they viewed and now we're finding John coming along, preaching this baptism, and this was something new because Jews didn't ordinarily get baptized. Now, this was a, a symbol. This was not something that, that removed sin. For example, the baptism did not produce forgiveness, but rather the baptism was because or as a result of the forgiveness. We see in verse number four, it says, as it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah, or Isaiah, the prophet saying, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Every valley shall be filled, and every mountain and hill shall be brought low, and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough ways shall be made smooth. Now we're, we're revealed to us as a reference by Luke. Luke referenced Isaiah chapter number 40, and attributed this to John the Baptist. John the Baptist had a a ministry similar to the ministry of Elijah. And here he was ministering, and he was called a voice, a voice crying. He was the one out there proclaiming, if you will, 
and preparing, if you will. That was awfully Baptist of me, how I was able to keep those two Ps. I didn't intend to do that until it came out. But he was crying in the wilderness. He was preparing the way. What was the preparation for? He was laying down the foundation of the coming Messiah. He was laying down the foundation for none other than Jesus Christ. He's pointing. His baptism was not uh, anything else but pointing towards a future baptism that would come in Jesus Christ and being baptized eventually by the Holy Ghost and placed into the family of God. We see that, that John understood his role. He, he knew that he was the forerunner. He knew that he was going ahead of the coming Messiah. And this is what he says in verse number six. He says, and all flesh shall see, shall see the salvation of God. Uh, they th- This word salvation means deliverance. And often the Jews viewed salvation or this coming Messiah as a political leader. He was the one that was going to deliver them from the oppression of the Roman government, or he was the one that was going to deliver them from the oppression of the current political leader. In verse number seven, it says, Then said he to the multitude that came forth to be baptized of him, O generation of vipers. Uh, That's a strong, strong statement. He asks a question. He says, Who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? So there, there's this line, if you could imagine, of people standing before John, looking to be baptized, looking to, to come along and say, you know what, we, we're, we're believing what you're saying. They're there, they're getting ready to be baptized, and here he asks them a question. He says, you're a bunch of snakes. Who, who, who told you to come do this? Who told you that judgment was coming? Who, who told you to come over here and, and, and do this? Do you think that this baptism is going to going to do it for you? Is this, this baptism going to be the one that removes your sin? This is what he says in verse number eight. Bring forth, therefore, fruits worthy of repentance, and begin not to say within yourselves, we have Abraham our father. For I say unto you that God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. And now also the axe is laid under the root of the trees, Every tree, therefore, which bringeth forth, bringeth not forth good fruit, is hewn down and cast into the fire. As we're coming to a close, we're really trying to bring this to a point which we can apply it to our life. But really what John here is saying is that you guys think that this baptism is what's going to be the source of your forgiveness. But really, our beliefs determine our behavior. We, he, he's saying the, the fruits of your life, you, you got to, baptism is just the, the outside emblem of what's already taken place on the inside. I don't wear a wedding ring to, to make me married, but rather my wedding ring is an outside symbol that I am married. And John here is making that application. Bring forth fruits worthy of repentance, meaning let your outside life, let your behaviors be indicative that you are repentant, that you are uh, forgiven. Let it be an indicator of who you are. 
And don't start, this is what he's saying. Don't begin to say within yourself that because of who you are, my friend, your salvation is not because of what family you're born in, what tribe you're from, what tongue you speak, what nation you're from. That is not what leads you to salvation. He says, just remember, there's an ax prepared and he sees the roots because if you you aren't actually repentant, this ax is coming to chop down the tree. And every tree that doesn't bring forth good fruits of repentance, this is what he says, it's gonna be hewn down and placed into the fire. And so as we're coming to a close today, I, I wonder how many of us have been relying on old patterns of forgiveness. Maybe you've grown cold and you, you've not sought forgiveness in a while. You know, if you're a child of God, you didn't lose your salvation, but rather you could, you could grow a, apart from the Lord in your fellowship with him. Would you bring forth fruits of repentance? You've probably heard people say it. Just because you say you're sorry doesn't mean that you're actually sorry. Your behavior will indicate whether you are actually sorry. And that's the same spirit that we find here in fruits worthy of repentance. John is being very strong and being very forward. But could I tell you, my friend, as we are looking at this ministry of John, there are some truths that we all could learn from here. And we don't want to be caught in that day acting as if, you know, we can fool the folks at church. We can fool our friends that, that we're doing all the exterior things, but God is the one that sees the roots. And he's the one that can tell that the fruits aren't good fruits of repentance. These are, these are, are faulty. These are fruits that, that would come from a snake, a, a sneaky person who's trying to trick somebody. Don't rest on your exterior works, but rest on the work of Christ as you go into today. May you have a wonderful day. I can't wait to get in. And, and really the next time we're together, he gives some practical advice. There's a question that's asked, and I don't want to get to it yet. You can look ahead and see it if you'd like. But we look forward to the next time on The Daily Dig, and we'll get into that question and the, the response from John in the coming days. God bless. We look forward to the next time on The Daily Dig. I hope you were encouraged by the Word of God today and challenged to dig deeper on your walk with the Lord. It is my prayer that you find strength each day digging deeper into God's Word. If you're looking for more resources, you can find them on thedailydig.org. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to the next time on The Daily Dig.